0: You are now listening to Sweep the Rack podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike. Rob, what's good, homie? Mike, what's happening, man? How's, How's things going? How's your holiday weekend? Rainy. Oh, mean to get a chance to dust off the pool, huh?
1: Not this, not this past weekend, not Memorial Day weekend. Absolutely not. Uh, I know Bill Bold Nationals this past weekend, Memorial Day. He was a, he was a hired mercenary. Uh, I heard he flew in on Friday. Uh, heard, heard there might have been a dinner actually involved uh, on Friday, and then I know he flew out as soon as bowling was done on uh, on Sunday. So I hired mercenary, and all weekend, I thought to myself, man, he picked the best Memorial Day weekend on the East Coast ever to go bowl uh, nationals because all it did all weekend was rain. That was it. That's all it did.
0: Okay, so real quick. I actually had a spot at that dinner Friday night um, because I didn't tell Bill that I was leaving to Scottsdale a week earlier than I should – than I did – so he texts me like Wednesday or Thursday. I was like, hey, man, we're doing dinner Friday, 8 o'clock at this place. And I'm just like, oh, shit, I forgot to tell you. I'm, I'm already in Scottsdale. And he's just like, oh, yeah, thanks for the heads up, man. I was just like, sorry, dude. It's too much craziness going on in my life right now to, you know, I forgot to text. So, yeah, I missed dinner with our boy. It would have been nice to see him. I know Jeff Fair was on his team. It would have been nice to see Fair and Kenny Abner, those guys. I know them from Super Honky Days. Uh, you know, I used to stay at Jeff Perry's house at the Super Honky, it was a blast in Cincinnati. Uh, but yeah, man, Bill so Bill I asked him how he bowled at, at Nationals and he's like, uh, you know, he, he had seven fifty in team, but he ended up shooting six eighty. So I'm like, I don't even know how you give seventy pins, but I didn't want to ask because he probably wouldn't have responded When it's said, like seven uh,
1: said uh word was uh left a lot out there.
0: Yeah, he left a lot. And then he shot 767 in doubles. And I said to him, you know, if you bowled with me, you would have bowled 590. Because every time he bowls with me in doubles, he bowls 590. And he goes, well, no, it would have probably been like 660. I'm like, well, at least you admit there's a 100-pin buffer when you bowl with me. He's like, yeah, i had a few 710s and a couple stone 8s and stone 9s. I'm like, so, yeah, he, he definitely thinks I'm a mush. And then he said he shit the bed in singles, whatever that means for him. So uh yeah it would have been nice to have been there that weekend just to watch and go and go uh, and go out for dinner and, and, and just to just hang out and watch him bowl for a little bit would have been would have been great so it figures the week before I leave Vegas you know he, he, he came here so anyhow yeah um, Mike if you had the pool in Scottsdale dude you'd be you'd be at, at the pool every night man it's it's 90. Seventy at night. Dude, it's popping over here, man. It's a lot right. of
1: action. The pool is done. The township approved the pool. So we're good. Uh pool will be here for as long as I am living in this house. So uh we're straight. I don't I don't really have too many concerns about a rain out here or there. But uh yeah, you know, this this weekend, you know, definitely uh a rainy Memorial Day weekend on the East Coast. So you know, we really, really not much to do. Rob kind of hung out, had some family stop over. That was cool. Uh, you know, actually made it to the bowling alley uh to practice a little bit. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm at yeah, I'm actually I was and uh, you I wasn't gonna hit you up and tell you this because you would have been like you, even if the tables were turned, I just would be like, Yeah, all right, but this is something that if I hit you, you give me so much shit about it. So I was actually supposed to start bowling a sport league tonight. Like the the bowling center that's closest to my house that I usually go practice at they were having a um they were having a sport league that was starting tonight and uh you know I I, I was like oh man I looked it up the other day and I saw it was on Wednesday night and I was like ah you know what uh, I'm just gonna have to skip the first week so I'm gonna inquire you know later this week about uh, whether I can catch up there or not but yeah I I do want to I'm, I'm actually bowling a house league this summer too Rob shout out to my guy GQ uh, we're gonna bowl a house league together uh he you know he's he's somewhat inexperienced he's just getting into it he wants to bowl with me for the summer and uh you know clearly not you know sport sport environment uh, oh wait, wait wait wait
0: wait wait when you I have
1: another it. option go ahead Ooh, I know you're gonna jump all over me
0: but, I love this I love this
1: but sport because... environment when you have another option really isn't uh the best place for a beginner to to start. So no, see,
0: uh, you're all you're always talking about how these like house bowlers, and you're not impressed with their averages I'm and not. all that shit. Okay, so what's the over and under of your house average? Let's put some bets. <laughs> well, what 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 do we set in the over and under? And you you finished this house league at?
1: Well, so let me say this: I bowl my I bowl my sport league in the same house, and uh, you know my 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 look and my carry is not very good in this place. So, already,
0: already you already making excuses. So, uh, you already making
1: excuses. <laughs> I'm excuses. serious, man. I'm not making excuses. It's just a fact.
0: What? So what's the over and under? Two. Uh, uh, I'll set it. I'll set the over. What do you think it under. should be? What do you think it should be? Go ahead. I, I think it should. Your over and under should be two twenty four. I think that's your over and under. Two
1: twenty four. I think honestly, I think that's a little low, dog. Really, low. Honestly,
0: yeah, really. I
1: would. I would absolutely. I would absolutely take the over on that no question. Oh,
0: okay. I mean, do you, okay. Do you do you
1: understand? Me. Do you understand? It may you saying that makes me think that you don't understand how easy they are. Oh, I get how they're I, the I mean, seat. Rob. Like when when I seriously when I go and I practice and there's a okay. there's any variation of a house pattern out, you know, especially if it's something that's, that resembles an, anywhere near fresh. Uh I mean, you can't miss the hole. You can you almost cannot miss the hole. It's just a question of, am I going to knock 10 down? Am I not? You know, especially okay. because you can, you, like, I'll experiment and I'll say, okay, well, let me, let me try this. Let me try that. Or like, I, you know, the ball will look like it rolls a little. Or I said, well, let me, let me move like six left in one shot or eight left in one shot. And like, yeah, you just, it doesn't matter. You, just, as long okay. as it gets off so your hand the same way, 229.
0: All right. 229 All right. I
1: would say 227 is probably like a okay. better number. 220,
0: 227. 227. So, yeah. you'll keep us like updated. If, if I average
1: 228 or higher, I, I would say I probably carried pretty well, bowled pretty well. Um, but listen, I'll be honest, as easy as they are, if I decide to drill a ball and I match up well with whatever I drill. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if I absolutely crushed them because I bowled on the house shot in this place. And like with no practice, no nothing, just ball out of my bag, 268, 269. I mean, so yeah, they're, they're, they're just, they're really, they're really easy. So I'm going to bowl the, I'm going to bowl the, the, uh, no, no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. get it ready
0: for Bolero rumble. Maybe they'll probably double the prize money. And then, yeah. you know,
1: so, uh, you know i'm going to i'm going to bowl the the house league i'm also going to try and jump in the sport league but if i can't get i want to know i don't league, care
0: about the sport league i am going to the sport league the is so
1: much better man it's so much I don't better
0: cuz i know how you hate bowling house leagues and you hate house shots and you hate high scores, and you hate all this. So you bowling a house shot every week, I will want to report on what you shot in that in this house league. All right, but it's
1: all right because I'm bowling with a, a friend of mine, and I'm more than looking forward to bowling with my homie. And, uh, you know, it's it's going to be more about, you know, socializing, et cetera. It, it, was, just, it was just practice, Scarlato. Yeah,
0: he didn't mention the third game. Yeah. Okay. So that's cool. That's interesting. Good shit. You know, I'm, I'm curious what, you so mean, I'm average. coming back.
1: Great. You mentioned Greg tack earlier. Great. Uh, when we were all, you know, we have something yep. else to talk about that we were, we mentioned him, uh, he, he, he's got his King of the Hill back at Carolier on Thursday nights. So I'm probably going to try and hit that tomorrow night for the first time. Uh, his, his first one was, uh, was last week. So definitely going to try and hit that. So yeah, I went and practiced a little bit this weekend just to try and, you know, knock the rust off and uh, and get ready to get back out there. I am excited to start bowling again. You don't need mask indoors in New Jersey pretty much anymore, so uh, that's definitely a big a big positive to to yeah. back and bowling Tom, again. Now,
0: Tom Darty will be bowling every tournament now because the mask mandate's off.
1: Yeah, so so, so listen, you know, I mean, uh, I, I'm I'm excited to get back out there, you know, and I, I will I will report back to you, Rob, weekly not only about my house league exploits. But also possibly my sport league exploits, and uh, you know what we need to do? Honestly, we need to have someone tape me bowl a week of league and do like a highlight reel because you know the people would just would just eat that shit up. I'm telling you, like it's 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 comical watching me bowl. If you hear the things that I'm saying and you're privy to the conversation, uh,
0: yeah. Dude, wanna, so, mic yourself up, man. One for one night, I'd rather hear a mic up, mic.
1: Yeah, so, and uh, Pat Brown's in the chat here saying, yeah. you know, your thing. I see the word your thing. Thought crossed my mind already, Pat Brown. Should I should I whip out the purple hammer on the house pattern and use that all summer just to not only sharpen up my accuracy and my my release manipulation, but also to kind of see what reaction I get from the people that I'm bowling against. You know, because we've talked about it before, Rob, like people tend to Fry out and, uh, and and have a negative reaction if somebody if somebody uses urethane uh, on, house, on a house, house shot. House
0: shot though, I don't know. if You <laughs> get the bowlers that really care that using a the urethane. They're, everyone's striking anyway. You mm-hmm. know, um, I, I don't think on the, you're going to get unless you bowl with like a high level type bowler. I think you're going to get more people going to get more pissed if you're bowling like a regional or, or some kind of high level competitive tournament. And the shot's easy, and then you're throwing a urethane. So I don't think you can get the caliber of bowlers. Yo, um, Dave,
1: Dave, your brother Dave is questioning me in the chat about my about the phrase release manipulation and how many releases I have. I mean, not that many, Dave, to be honest. But you know, I I got a I got a little range of motion. You know, I got a little range of motion to get around it or get under it a little bit more or less. You know, so uh, it's always good to work on those things, especially if you're you're bowling on on the easy. But uh, all good, you know. I, l- listen, I, like I said, I'm looking forward to coming back. I, I hope, I hope the sport league, the winter sport league that I've been in for the last few years, that kind of took a hiatus during COVID. I hope that we're able to get back. Uh, you know, looking forward to bowling all summer. Definitely want to bowl some events around my area and get out there and uh, and do my thing. Like I said, tomorrow night I might, I might just jump right back in and go bowl Greg Tax King of the Hill, even though it's probably going to be on something next to impossible. And I'm totally not prepared for that. But you know, like I said, it's all right. I don't, I don't do it for you know the the cash or this or that or whatever. I do it simply because I enjoy it. Uh, it's a it's a hobby to me. And uh, like I said, I, I'm looking forward to getting back out there. So, uh, okay. Rob, I have a Twitter post I want to read to you, Rob. Oh God, the, the, the people, people, are you ready? Are you ready? Because you're going to be excited for this discussion. You're going to be super excited for this discussion. Okay. I have a Twitter a Twitter post I want to read to you. It's from the USBC, Rob. Okay. The Twitter post from the USBC. Sure. It says, applications are now open for the USBC Board of Directors. Become a leading voice. I got to reread that. Become a leading voice within a group of dedicated volunteers who share a passion for bowling and a commitment to help shape the future of the sport. Rob, you know who that sounds like, Rob? Uh, who? Sounds like you, Rob. Oh, me? I think, yo. Sounds, people, <laughs> all my rackers in the chat, tell me that doesn't sound like our guy over here. Please. Babe,
0: yo, they don't want me on that. They don't want me on that, Delegate. They don't want me on that because I will bring No, the it's theory. not the
1: Delegates. Let's be clear. It's not the Delegates. It's the Board of Directors.
0: The board board of directors don't want me on that. Delegates
1: are just, yeah, I mean, they're whatever. They don't want me on that. One in a few hundred, but board of directors,
0: I mean. Guess what? Because one, I would be talking everything we talked about on the board of directors, I'd be talking about it here, right? That's first thing they wouldn't like, okay? Could you imagine, hey, Mike, just had a board of directors meeting and, you know, they they didn't, you know, do this and they did that. Uh, But I think – yeah. I mean, look, we always talk about change and how we want to see change and how we talk about change. And like, I'm considering it. I mean, one, I'm definitely, you know, putting in a uh, a new amendment or, 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 or bylaw. I'm going to try to get it passed and approved. I'm going to do that. And I think it opens up next week for, I think, June 10th or June 11th for the 2022, where, you know, the delegates actually vote. And here's my plan, Mike. And I'm going to, I'm going to say it out loud well, and what my plan is. And I know it's going to get voted down because that's what it's going to happen. But I, I want to talk about it. Um, I want to raise the USBC membership $2 a, a person for the year. So right now, if it's $25, it'd be $27. I want $1 of it, 100% of $1 to go to the Masters, the US Open, and the Queens Prize Fund. Okay? Okay the other dollar 100% i wanted to go to the usbc open championships okay now if i did the my math correctly that would be close to raising uh, almost close to probably about $750,000 to each prize fund okay now we always talk about how $30,000 in the masters and $30,000 for first place in the us open like it is it is kind of is just terrible you like for the sport it's terrible for everything but all of the money comes from the membership dues in the budget. Okay. The problem is, is it's a great idea for the high-level bowlers that 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 love you know money in the sport, but the local league members and the delegates and the people all over the country are, are gonna vote it down. It's could probably be like 90% voted down from what I've been told in the conversations that I've had. Mike, 90% are voting down a dollar raise a year, a dollar Mike to go to the masters, the open and, and the Queens and another dollar to go to the U S open championships. $2 a person. People are going to go up in a panic because of it. And I just can't, I spend $2, you know, from, you know, in a vending machine to buy a Twix bar. I, I bought, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's it's pennies people. Like if you're bowling a league, you're spending at least a hundred dollars a month at the Bone Center. That's not including beer, food, you know, bowling balls, and you. And people are going to complain about raising the membership two dollars a year, so we could actually get some serious money into these prize funds. I mean, Mike, am I am I out of line here? Am I? My like completely Well, off I don't here? I
1: mean if you here's my thing. If you know it's gonna get voted down, why even go down? Why even go because down I wanna I road?
0: wanna I'll tell you why I wanna do it, it's gonna get voted down because I wanna show the people out there of because of our platform that we have here, and then all the you know, thousands of people that listen to our episodes a week to show them how hard it is to get money into these prize funds. Okay. And okay. Now Tina, you're listening here. we already have a dues increase in the schedule, but OK, I'll get it. but what are those dues? What increases like what is that doing? Where is that money going? That's what I want to know. Are, is it going into the Open championship prize funds? Is it going into the Masters open? You know, look, and I'm going on a rant here because you, you, you bring up the tweet and about the dele- like the board of directors. This is the shit that Rob I would for be the board.:
1: Rob for Brooklyn, Rob for the board.
0: This 100%. is what I'm saying, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, though, like, this is the shit that I would bring. Like, and and these local associations that come, you know, that you bowl your local tournament, all these guys that are so out of touch with bowling and, you know, all of these it just it – just, it's, it's it's, frustrating sometimes when you go to the local state tournaments to see, like, how they're running things and doing, and, 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 and doing these tournaments. Mike, I would bring so much – fury to to their front door that I don't think they would really want me on that board but I would be doing it as a fan and as a bowler and I'd be doing it for the sport and for the fans you know I wouldn't be really doing it for me personally you know because I love the sport so much and I grew up in it just like you did
1: so all right that so I guess we could we could chalk that up as like as one thing that you would absolutely do if you became a usbc uh, board of directors member and had the power to do it we, right you we you, you all heard you just laid it out for the see, people see the thing is
0: you don't have the power to do it it's the
1: delegates fine right, we're dropped we don't care about what what the reality is here don't you know that you've been doing this with me for 3 years we we love hypotheticals
0: tina i would love to be working with everyone on the board but how do i get elected what do i need to do do i have to kiss babies
1: I'm Rob go, for the board.
0: Do, do I have to go and kiss babies? Do I have to go to the bowling alley with like a campaign? You know, do I have to do uh, rallies? Mike, Bolero, uh, I'll do a rally at all the Boleros. You know, I'll speak on a podium with some microphones.
1: Maybe, you know, maybe, make Bowling of,
0: Great again?
1: No, you know? no, <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. You're going to polarize people. You do that. Uh, no, I was going to say maybe one of your platforms could be let's get rid of the weird, awkward deer head in a person suit. You know, I, oh. I would, you'd get my support on that. Cause that confuses me every time I go on a Bolero center, but you, all right. So you outlined one thing you would change. Here's one thing I would change. And this is you know, totally hypothetical. I understand sure. that just being a member of the board of directors doesn't really entitle you to change much, but, uh, if we had that power, Rob, uh, I would, I I would pro and I, you know, again, I'll probably take a beating for this, but whatever. (laughs) I can't Uh, wait. (laughs) I would give a free Bowl TV subscription to every USBC member.
0: That's that's why why would you get beat up for that, though?
1: Well, because I'm sure, you know, uh, people are going to say, oh, the cost involved. And, uh, you know, we have to. So, listen, I, it's irrelevant to me, honestly. I, I think that. That's something that that needs to to happen, right? That's a, a change, an immediate change that I, I would love make it. for I sure. Love it. Uh, one dude. of our one of our commenters says uh, Rob would have that board mobbed up in no time. It would be a shame if something were to happen to your local awards. Nah, dude, could Brooklyn, you imagine you didn't? Brooklyn could, Rob doesn't roll like that,
0: dude. Please, could you imagine if uh, you didn't pay your, uh, your 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 USBC membership dues and you get a a, a visit from. Uh, from from the boys from Brooklyn, they come to your front door. You know that would be a that would be something. People would be paying the USBC memberships really quick. So um,
1: you you have any other ideas? Anything else that that comes to mind, Rob? That you you know again, like given given the the chance to institute change, yes. you know what other what other changes would would you like to see?
0: I think there has to be some kind of separation between. Uh, th- well, there has to be more communication. Obviously, we've talked about this. There has to be more communication between the BPAA and the PBA. Um, you know, I think those three entities have to really get together. And if it e- even some kind of mob meeting where they once a year—I'm not sure if they do this already—but uh, like if you had a, a you know a, a meeting where they all got together for once a year and you have an agenda and you kind of go through and what's best for bowling and what we can do to advance to sport, I think that would be a good start. Now, they could be doing that already, and I could get a call from Chad next week saying, hey, we already do that. But, you know, that's something that the fans don't know that that happened. Uh, And I also do think we talked about the separation between, you know, your local league bowling and your bowling a USBC-sanctioned league. I feel like there has to be some kind of separation between the two, where if you're actually bowling a USBC-sanctioned league, then there should be um, some kind of competitive – uh aspect to it meaning that they should have using some kind of pattern right and pattern doesn't mean they have to be really tough mike i'm not saying you gotta make a greg tack event where people are averaging 160 but US i do feel like
1: 40 feet flat
0: no so. i feel like though the bowling leagues if you bowling a usbc sanctioned league there ha- it has to be uh, voted on maybe the usbc will come out with maybe 10 or 15 different patterns right and then, I don't know, maybe you have a week before the league starts where everybody comes in and all the bowlers, they, uh, I don't know, test these patterns, whatever it is. And then the, the, the league votes on the pattern they want to use, and then they go from there. But at least if you bowl 300 or an 800 series, it, it, they'll be definitely tougher than just bowling on your BPAA, walled-up local house league where everybody's averaging 250 uh, and everyone bowls 300 every week. I feel like there has to be some kind of separation. The honor scores have to, to 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 mean something. It's called integrity of the sport.
1: Man, you, you know, just and- you just gave you just like you gave me a wild idea that I'm gonna p- piggyback off of here. Mm-hmm. What if you so like people love the awards in bowling, right? Right, right. So what if you recategorize the lanes, right? Uh, lane conditions, okay, and. You bring back awards, and I'm talking serious awards, right? Maybe even, maybe even cash prizes to go along with a nice award. I'm t- I'm saying I'm really yo know, like really nice, like a a trophy, a plaque that really looks like it costs some money, right? But you only give those awards out on the patterns that really matter, on the patterns that are real, and you encourage people to move up to those patterns by giving out those awards that everybody, you know, seems to love so much and gets so gets so upset about when uh when you take away or when the USB doesn't uh, you know, doesn't doesn't follow through on them. You know, I I think that might be a way to push more people to bowling on uh some truer lane conditions because it would be like, well, once I reach this certain plateau uh on the easier stuff, now I can go up to the harder stuff and I can try and do that and I can try and earn these awards. And listen, we all know that real honor scores uh, for your average bowler on something tough are extremely hard to come by. So they could they could make it a pretty a pretty lofty award. And I don't I don't think that you know there's going to be people left and right claiming the award all over the place. But again, in order to do something like that, you'd have to have some sort of um, you know, some sort of follow through on the organization's part in terms of you know. Is, is what the people are bowling on uh, real and is it legitimate? But
0: Yeah, it looks uh, like so, – Real ahead, quick, go you, you're talking about integrity of the awards, right? Because here's where it comes down to, right, is when someone asks me, hey, Rob, how many three sanctioned 300s do you have?
1: Somebody asked me that tonight. There's
0: only there, there, there's only one answer I give them, and I say I, I have a PBA 300. To me, that's worth more than the, the, the 15 to – Thirty that I have you know what I mean I don't even know I have like five sanction that I never got well five three hundred that I never got sanctioned but anyway the, the PBA 300 to me is worth more because if anybody knows about that PBA 300 that I shot it was actually against Mike Devaney in match play and he bowled 300 and we tied and I, I think till this day and I could be wrong here That is the only uh, PBA 300 against 300 match play. And they they were hard. They weren't easy. But to me, that's where the integrity of the honor score is, right? Where someone can say, hey, I have a 300, but it's a PBA 300. You instantly know that was bowled on some kind of pattern. Regardless if they were soft or hard, it's still some kind of integrity to it. Now it's like, oh, I bowled my 75th 300. Would you rather have 75 300s at your local bowling center or one PBA 300?
1: Uh, I'd rather have one PBA 300.
0: 100%. And that's where you're talking about bringing back integrity of the honor scores. And that's what should happen on every league. And if the bowling center, if the people that are bowling say, you know what, we don't want to bowl on the patterns that the USBC give us. Well, guess what? Then have have the bowling center sanction the league themselves and then you want an honor score, have them go to the trophy store, buy you a trophy, and give you your 300. But if you want a USBC certified sanctioned 300, then you have to go by the actual like protocols and actual like sanctioning body of what USBC is putting out on the lanes.
1: Okay. I'm just spitballing here,
0: Mike. This is not – Rob
1: for board. Rob for board rob for board i'm telling come on let's go people get it together get it together you know this guy we'll we'll talk he's he's full of ideas uh rob jim ward jim ward in the chat bring up his uh bring up his comment i like that comment uh we we have some other bolero stuff to talk about let's go here first uh jim wants to know your thoughts about amf bolero buying out bowl america bowling centers jim i read about this last week uh I'll be honest. I don't really think it's all that significant. Bowl America doesn't seem to have all that uh, strong of a of a presence with centers, so I don't I don't feel like this is anywhere near um, this is anywhere near uh, the level of, of Bolero purchasing Brunswick or purchasing AMF. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe I should ask this as opposed to say this. But is this further indication? that bolero's eventual plan is to be one of the only if not the only bowling center operator in in the united states well
0: of course that's what their goal is and they probably see an industry where they can completely and you know what the word is mike monopolize okay now if anybody knows a monopoly monopoly is a terrible thing when it comes to uh Bowl, for bowlers, a monopoly of the bowling bowling centers with Bolero is terrible for bowlers, okay? Competition lowers pricing for for bowlers, okay? When you have two bowling centers across the street from each other competing for business, the bowlers are the usual ones that you know uh, are, are make out on that because they'll compete against each other, they'll lower prices, they'll put out a better product, okay? If Bolero does buy all the bowling centers eventually and have an own every center across the country and puts out all the small businesses or puts them out of business, it's very, very bad for the bowlers. It is because they could charge whatever they want for cost per game and bowlers are going to have to pay for it because you can't go anywhere else.
1: Yeah, and the people in the chat here, Rob, are, are mentioning Mitch Young and Robert Hamilton. Shout to Robert Hamilton. What's good? Thanks for the email, yep. homie. Uh, they're mentioning that Bolero has already said they're going to close some of these centers, particularly in the Florida area. That's not a surprise. They they did the same thing when they bought Brunswick centers. They did the same thing when they bought AMF centers. They didn't keep them all. They closed They closed a number of them. And Rob, I agree with you. You know, uh, the, the more, the less, or sorry, the less local competition you have, obviously that allows Bolero to kind of set the standard, not only with pricing, Rob, but also with just, you know how things are done. Out. I mean, you Out. know, yeah, yeah. Just in terms of uh, the upkeep of the center, and you know what what the center's main goal is, or whether they value the tournament, bowl, you know, part of that community, or the high school bowling part of that community, or, or, or whatever it may be. So, um, I don't know. It remains to be seen. You know, it's a it's a, it's a great question. Uh, it's a great question to bring up. Great topic to bring up. So we'll we'll transition into something else Bolero related here, Rob. People want us to talk about the ball video from last week. We'll get to it, folks. We we'll got get to it. List. We got it on our list. We, we know. We know. We know you want to hear a follow-up to the ball video. Uh, Rob, PBA Bolero announced, uh, I think, earlier this week that they are upping the prize, the first-place prize, for the PBA Junior National Championship. Again, I'll say this about Bolero. They ain't afraid, they ain't afraid to crazy. throw some dough around. Right now, now ever everybody every before they, they they made the first place sixteen thousand for the boys and the girls. Now they're saying that this is the largest smart scholarship prize ever given out, and I, I it may be it may be that may be based on the you know smart and what you know what that means or, or the classification of that. But people in the chat, correct me if I'm wrong. That Gary Beck ran an event that paid. Something like a, a a four year college scholarship or so, or something to that degree. Am I wrong? Am I making this up? I think it was Bold in Grand Central Station in New York. The finals were, and I wouldn't the,
0: I wouldn't yeah. question your memory when it comes to shit, honestly, because you got a really good memory. So like, yeah, I don't. I don't
1: I, but I don't know. Before when we talked before, you were like, "Oh, I don't. I have no idea about this." I don't. I but I'm a, I'm a terrible memory. I All right, but. Let's let's go back to my uh, – yeah, the Team Masters, Robert. Yes, Robert Hamilton in the chat is saying the Team Masters. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I thought one year the Team Masters gave away a huge first-place prize. I forget what the amount was. I thought they were billing it as the total amount being a, a, akin to a four-year college scholarship, but, I, you know, I, again, I don't remember right. all the details on that. Uh, yeah, look.
0: So here's the deal. It's like, hold on. I win.
1: want one one thing, one thing before we get into the discussion about okay. the, this tournament sure. and the sixteen grand. And, you know, we want right. to talk about what it would be like to be a junior bowler and win sixteen G's, Rob. Like that would be. Can you imagine one of us as a kid winning sixteen G's? I mean, could you imagine and having that Rory in our Calif- smart account Calif- and then going? Could you imagine to-
0: Rory Calhoun <laughs> cashing out sixteen thousand uh, in scholarship right? money.
1: Yeah. So uh, one thing I want to say, you know, people got on me. People got on me in previous episodes, somewhat when. I talked about the fact that Bolero uh, loves to tout that they have billion dollar revenue, right? Billion dollar revenue is something that they're they're always uh, touting in their their media, their publications, etc. Right? So 000, is that in two
0: thousand eleven? In, in two thousand eleven,
1: right? Team Master sixty four thousand in two thousand eleven. So maybe that wasn't considered smart, right? Maybe maybe uh, that wasn't considered a smart scholarship at that time in two thousand eleven. I'm not sure. I'm not up on that stuff, but uh I you know i'll say this bolero is not afraid to throw around at least decent amounts of money when it comes to bowling now what what the end game is of all of this I don't know okay but so far I have to say I've been impressed with their financial support of not only the Pba tour but of other levels of bowling Right, so this is another example of that—a six $16,000 thousand dollar first place prize for okay. the PBA Junior National so Champion.
0: Here's my uh, here's my take on that. First off, look we 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 are down on Bolero when we feel we need to be. This is a time when we you know look you're adding money into kids scholarships, right, and prize funds. It's a great thing what Bolero is doing for the young kids. Uh, you know, shout outs to Bolero. They are financially investing into the PBA as well as the PBA Jr. My question to you though, Mike, is how is this for longevity? Is this something where it's just gonna be like a flash in the pants where they're gonna do it for know. a couple that's, years? That,
1: that's that's one of my questions, is like, what's the end game of this, right? Like what's the what's the uh, ultimate goal here? I don't know. There's not, you know, there's not much talk about what the reasoning is behind any of this. Um, so, so here's what
0: I like to see. Okay, now I could get if I'm the PBA and I'm running it just like I was on the board directors for the USBC. If I was on the marketing dream team, or the the you know, or if I was Coley and I was her, you know, right-hand man or her side squeeze, whatever.
1: You got um, you got a better shot of being on the USBC board, I think. Much I better do, shot, I actually. do,
0: I do. You know, if I was her side man, you know, whatever, um, I would uh, want to go back to a, a PBA tour that has 32 stops a year and that the stops are in different cities and that they're running every stop is a live show, right? So you're on TV, you know, 24. 30, 32 times, whatever it is. To me, that's the ultimate end goal of the PBA tour. You want 32 to 36 stops, and you want cities to have bowling. You want Des Moines, Iowa, Coral Springs, Florida, Seattle, Washington, Boise, Idaho. You know, you want to all these cities to experience the PBA and then you want to have live bowling on once a week. Okay. Remember Saturday afternoons. Now I'm not saying it has you, to be Saturday you're,
1: afternoon. You're 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 being so nostalgic here. People but call me what? the gatekeeper of bowling. You're the gatekeeper of bowling. Oh That's shit! Sorry. Like.
0: I'm kicking. I keep kicking the computer. That's why I people keep people
1: are saying you look like you're in an earthquake.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I keep kicking it because I get I get excited when I talk, so I start breaking shit. Um, but look, like that was the heyday of bowling. But every stop, you want to pay hundred thousand for first. Okay, you wanna put money and you wanna have stops. You wanna have a a, a really you know, the Masters, the US Open where these are the crown jewels of a thirty-two stop event where it's not you're not running ten events and there's four majors. But we already
1: but we already had this conversation a while back when we first started this podcast with Tom Clark. And you know, Rob, he broke it down for us pretty simply that like it's just not doable that way anymore. The the Why? cost, the, because of the cost,
0: because that's of what the I'm cost saying. of
1: traveling from stop to stop and putting on a show at every stop, and you know the the transportation costs and the crew, well, right costs now it's not.
0: Right now it's not feasible. But you're talking the end game. That's oh, the end okay. game.
1: All right. So you're saying okay. All right. Well, I I'm sorry. I meant I took what you were saying is like. A quick turnaround on that no you know? you're okay, asking me what the right. end
0: game and if i you're asking what the end game is adding money right and doing this, okay to me that's the end game where you have a hundred thousand for first or even maybe more you know which would be Still, cool i'm not i'm a,
1: not sure I, I i agree with that even uh, look, you, know, you have not, a
0: price fund that makes it makes it financially yeah. feasible for people to go and travel to 32 you know well, this, cities is, of- this
1: is true but what type of support are you going to get in those cities and What's that going to lead to in terms of sponsorships, et cetera? So, uh, there's a lot of. So, where's your
0: end game? So, where's your end game? Because I told you my end game.
1: If I'm Bolero, and it's, oh man, people, oh my God. I don't even know if I want (laughs) to say this, honestly. Uh, Say it, man. Do it. We're all friends. If I'm Bolero, my end game is to be mainly for the most part the only bowling center operator or an only you know nice remodeled relatively new bowling center operator uh in america and to kind of corner the market on bowling whether it be competitive or recreational right and some tony campagna just mentioned in the chat a little while ago that he has some shops and centers and uh it seems like Bolero wants leagues. They want tournaments. They want that kind of stuff going on there. I see that too going on in a lot of the local centers around here. Uh, so I kind of look at – I'll be honest. When they bought the PBA Tour, and you can go back and check what I said because we did episodes on it, uh, I felt like their plan back then was to get legitimacy in the competitive bowling community by buying the PBA Tour and supporting you know, competitive bowling. Now, they've done an excellent job of that thus far, I would say. And I do think that it's going to benefit them in terms of bringing competitive bowling back into their centers. Clearly, they're already the top bowling center for recreational bowling almost anywhere you go. You know, you walk into a Bolero center, it's nicer than any other center that you go to in that immediate area, pretty much regardless of where you're at. So. If I'm them, my end game is to become the biggest bowling bowling center operator in America, and be a name, a brand name, Bolero that is synonymous with not only recreational bowling the best the best recreational bowling experience that you can get, but also the best place to uh, engage in competitive level bowling.
0: Yeah, see when you because you went at that in two different ways. You went at that as the like. Uh, the business side of Valero. Right, and the chore the side.
1: side. Right, 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 right.
0: So, like the, the people in the in the chat give some good points. Like Jeff, go check out uh, Lindy's bags. Uh, Lindy's bag. bags. joke
1: honestly, awesome. Jeff, thank you again, man. The Rosin bag is the night and I'm serious. I'm not saying this just because he sent us bags. It's the nicest Rosin bag I ever had.
0: It is. The quality is great. I, I've thrown it a few times already and it hasn't broke.
1: Oh, my so my will get plenty of abuse. I promise. Yeah, yeah, plenty yeah. I,
0: I I've tossed them at fans and down ball returns um but he's there's a few comments here need more ptqs to bring more excitement Have a chance to bowling against the best mitch young i remember when bowling alleys would run qualifier tournaments to enter the u.s open man that was a dream see this is where like re- i remember the same thing too right this is where you have the benefit if you were to run a tour where let's just say it was 26 stops every time you go to that city you know you have a you know, maybe it's an open, you know, for the, the pros in that area to bowl. I don't know. Maybe if you want to involve the amateurs can bowl, right? Like, I feel like at this point, I feel like if you don't have your pro card, you sh- that's a whole nother topic where you can get into where, you know, you, you, you should separate the amateurs from the pros and uh, maybe run an open PTQ and let the top 10 or 15 or 20, whatever, how many entries there are, get into the event, but they shouldn't just let anybody bowl like they used to. Um... But yeah, I mean, that's what it does. It brings exposure to these little cities that a bowling is, you know, is important. You go to the Midwest, Mike, like old Nebraska, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana. Like I lived in Michigan for for a while, and when I first moved there, bowling was huge. There was a bowling alley around every block. By the time I left Michigan, half of them closed, and now I think like eighty percent of the bowling centers in Michigan have closed, and it's sad because of the fact where obviously the economy had an effect, and you know a lot of the GM was closing because at the time you know the, the economy wasn't good, so there weren't a lot of bowlers anymore. But that's where the the bowl arrow needs to get back to in this in the PBA. They need to. Try to get exposure to different cities, because right now it seems like the, all they're really bowling right now is in either in Portland, Maine, Vegas, or Reno, and maybe you know some other like off cities. Um, well,
1: yeah, this maybe is, a fifty
0: this is, though. Does it different? You know,
1: yeah. This is this is a different conversation for a different time. Sure. We'll wrap up I'm this going. subject here, but yep. you know, if you're gonna do that, okay, if you're gonna go and you're gonna turn, to, to, you know, tour around. And Chris Lutz in the chat again, making a good point, you know, that when they do travel, uh, you know, it does become more accessible to the fans. People become fans when they can go see the live action. Chris, I 100% agree. I think that's true of Rob and I and Bill and Joe Paluzik and a lot of other guys, Rob, who traveled to or many years while the Johnny Petraglia Open was there
0: to watch. My favorite but, Friday night, man. My but, favorite. Rob,
1: if you are going to do that, you better find a way – to make the crowds at those locations and at those shows meaningful. That I'm okay. on board with you if we can develop a key to to making the crowds work, right? I don't want to go to 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 Des Moines, Iowa if it's going to be a bunch of people sitting on their hands and and barely showing, you know, any enthusiasm for what's going on. I don't know how you do that. As I said, different conversation, different time. We're going to move on. But uh, I'd be on board with you there more if we could solve that issue before we do it. All right. Daniel,
0: man. Cheers, brother. Appreciate it, man. That's awesome. Listen to the podcast. First time, couch. Cracked open a beer. Hope it's a cold one, man.
1: Feel you, Daniel. Feel you. No doubt. Enjoy. Enjoy. Cheers, brother. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. So Rob, you wanna talk about the uh, ball video from last week yeah. the radical ball video. Listen, I'm gonna be straight up before we even start this conversation. Do you people really think I'm gonna spend my time watching a ball video?
0: Oh, you're are too you are you are you people serious?
1: High are and you mighty people to watch serious ball. with this bullshit? Big Mike, big really? might.
0: high and mighty to watch a ball review. Come on
1: video. man. Come he on. He knows man.
0: all about ball review videos. But did you watch this one?
1: No. I did oh. not. I did not. I have zero interest in a ball review video of any kind. Okay? Any kind. Oh, I don't okay. care listen. what it, it and and listen, as far as fake bowling ball company beef goes, save it. Save There's it. There's no right? it
0: wasn't a fake beef. There wasn't a beef. All they did, okay, let me explain this, okay? All they did was they ran a supposed test, right? Where oh, it was a fair playing field. Where they set up Throwbot, and they drilled three. They drilled three balls from each company, Motive and Radical. Um, they they used the same type of bowling ball, so they matched like the um, the differential and the RG numbers for each ball, and then they drilled them the same exact layout, and then they threw them on the same condition a certain amount of shots with the throw bot and the same amount of number in, with each bowling ball, and then compared the results of, of what happened when they threw the bowling ball. And magically it was run by a radical, uh, whoever is under the radical umbrella, but magically all the stats and numbers and everything and all the results w- looked a thousand times better for the radical balls than they did for the motive balls. Okay. Look, here's my here's my view on this. I I love a good bowling ball war, right? If the bowling ball companies want to go at each other, I am all for it as content creators, right? This would make our lives a lot lot more interesting to talk about, okay? What I don't like is those numbers that they did in those. St- Tests that they did, they could be true, right? Everything they said could be true. How could I believe it when a, a radical person is the one making the video? You can't believe that. You can't believe a word that that on that in that video. It's like people, anytime you watch a bowling ball review video and it's someone who's on staff that's doing that ball review video, guess what? They're not gonna say anything bad about the bowling ball. They're going to say it's the best ball ever. It's it's amazing ball. They're not going to say anything bad. Maybe every once in a while you might get someone who will do a realistic ball review. Um, reality is there has to be you know um, a, a fair playing field, and it has to be Mike, someone like me or you, to do that ball review video where I would drill up three balls from each company. I put it put them on on a same shot, and then I give my like unbiased results on the bowling ball and let me tell the people and say hey that ball is better than this ball this ball is better than that ball but if you don't put up videos and and the the, the results are completely skewed to the company that you're backing all of a sudden that's only my beef with that yeah i don't
1: watch ball videos so all right let's move on let's move on I'm uh, glad you let
0: me say my piece. Though I feel a lot better now.
1: No, well, the people—the people wanted to hear Rob. The people wanted to hear. I mean, what are people uh, saying
0: in the in the chat room, though? What are, What are people saying? Is, is it's just people just like enter- it's more entertainment value than it is actually taking the ball review seriously.
1: No, someone earlier said they wanted to hear your thoughts on the on the ball review video. No, I mean, like talked about last week.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm just w- wanting to. Um, it, it is. It's promotion. You know, that's what it is. Daniel, you're right its promotion you know they just want to get their balls out there but when you bring in another bowling ball company and you Mike, real quick about the video if it's really funny is they talked about the deflection of the bowling balls from when it hit the head pin to where it lay, where it ended and like all of the like motive balls like deflected like five boards to the right and all the radical balls had like no deflection and i'm just sitting there like oh jesus christ like <laughs> come on like Anyway.
1: Who, who knows, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it, again, with the internet today, I don't, I'm not so sure I believe anything. I don't see with my own eyes for the most part. All uh, staff, all staff, no doubt. Hashtag yes. all
0: staff. Hashtag um, staff. All
1: right, Rob, a little bit of PBA action coming up. A little bit, a little, just, just to, just to whet the people's appetite. Okay. Right?
0: It's pretty dead right now. So it,
1: it is, it is. So we got to, we got to keep the people informed and wet the people's appetite. Uh, June 15th and 16th, Portland, Maine. June 15th and 16th, King of the Lanes, Empress Edition.
0: What is – I saw that on the PBA. Did they give you any definition of what that is, Empress Edition? Yeah, it's going
1: to – I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that – So King of the Hill Women's – It's going gonna, gonna to be the women, right?
0: Mm, that's interesting. So the, the PWBA stars are bowling the PBA event on TV? Or is it a, just a bolero event? Because on the PBA website,
1: uh, yeah, I believe it's Bolero PBA. You know, it's going to be in Portland, Maine, at at, uh, at Bayside, and then a few days later, six nineteen and six twenty, June nineteenth and June twentieth, is the King of the Lanes.
0: Okay. Now here's my first off. I'm excited that it's going to be people right at. at this is going to be the first like show where there's actually going to be people that are going to be there and what better people than our, our really good friends in Portland, Maine to be, you know, starting out the, uh, the shows live, bringing the fans
1: back to bowling. You're right. Very, very appropriate that it would be, it would be the people in Portland, Maine, Charlie, Charlie and his crew up there, uh, bringing the fans back to bowling. You're right, Rob.
0: And that's exciting because like it shouldn't be a whole lot of masks, and it should feel back to like a normal show. I don't imagine they're going to be any kind of social distancing. I think we're all done with it, so uh, I'm excited to actually like watch bowling again with like people, because um, people they feel I mean we talked to Kyle last week about it. Like the bowlers, they feed off the fans, and it just it makes the show definitely more interesting when the fans are involved.
1: Especially in a show like this, especially in a made for TV show. Right. You, 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 t- I feel like it's even more important or more noticeable having or not having the fans there. So, um, you know, I'll be watching, Rob. Hopefully, hopefully, we're able to bet. I think these are live shows. So, hopefully, we'll be able to bet. Maybe, okay, maybe, so. maybe I'll be betting on some women's bowling, Rob. And I'll tell you what, if I am betting on women's bowling, I don't know if she's participating or not. Sarah. But this, this girl, Stephanie Zajavla, that Zavala, I dropped, Zavala, Zav- yo. Yo, she's been great. Two spanking two, people. Her out rookie on the season women's tour. Rookie two titles. Season, two titles. Two titles already. Two titles. Ty- I mean, Rob to go out there and do that against some of the established women bowlers that there are is super impressive. Dude, super because
0: like the she's women, a ton the, of great bowlers. The
1: best women's bowlers on tour. I think there. I, I will say this. There's a smaller group of dominant female bowlers on the women's tour than there is dominant or players that could be dominant on the men's tour. Okay. And to me, it's more impressive when you see a, a, a new player come into to the women's tour and win in this way, because, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of beast out there. And I say that in the, in the best way possible with the utmost respect, but you know, there are, and, and it's tough to, to take those those uh those top women off of their off of their throne uh, for for those spots on the show or those titles, and clearly you know this girl's got what it takes. So uh, shout to her.
0: Um, I uh look forward to see where like the future of the women bowling goes with like Jillian Martin. You know, uh, was that Julie Biondo? Was that the one who won last week? I think uh the one who looks like julia bond. From, say, julia bond. yeah julia, julia bond, bond. Yeah. and then you have you know uh zavala who's great and just a lot of up-and-coming like you know what uh, gg was it? gg got got, yeah. got brought up in yeah. the chat she another, throws the ball fantastic. Jordan,
1: Jordan Richards, another good. Jordan you know, Richards. Like, like women's oh, women's college bowling uh, That's clearly, just not to say. right? Is, is producing a lot of stars. Well, you know I
0: why mean, though, right? Because the NCAA, NCAA yeah, sanction.
1: Yeah, and you can get a scholarship. Full and, scholarships. and girls who Men's- probably otherwise would have played another sport are pursuing bowling because it's a viable option for a scholarship. So let me ask so, you though,
0: Mike. This never got brought up in the two and a half years that we talk college bowling. Why are the women NCAA sanctioned and the men aren't?
1: Because men's college bowlers, the best men's college bowlers, even some, I would imagine. Rob, when we bowled, all men's college bowlers were bowling for money and money events. Weekends where you and I weren't bowling college events, we were bowling money tournaments in the areas that we lived in at that time. Yeah, you know, I even knew stories of college bowlers, Men's college bowlers skipping college events to attend money tournaments. So, yeah, I mean, I was born since I was 13. I don't so, I mean so if you do, you know, uh, uh, NCAA ain't playing any of that, you know, that's yeah, but all the women go. bowl
0: for money too. I mean, obviously, no, they if that they're on school, no, they, they can't, but no. no so, let don't. me ask you this though. Now, I'm going to throw this out there, okay? You don't think that men today, okay, bowlers. And you, you know college men's bowlers. If you gave them a choice between a full-ride scholarship and bowling for stupid $500, you know, six-gamer on the weekends, they wouldn't choose a full scholarship?
1: Oh, I think they would. I just think it would take a little bit of time. Yeah, you know, I think you'd have to have that transition over a couple of years. Other people are saying Title IX. I, I absolutely agree with that, too. That's a very good point. I mean, I... I feel like that almost goes without saying if you're familiar with the with the landscape on that. Uh, but Title Nine is a is a rule about equality in co- in, in college sports, while sports across the board really it's in it's in high school now too. Well,
0: Daniel, we skipped. Uh, I know Bill and I skipped uh, the Thanksgiving tournament to bowl the Super Hoinky multiple years yeah. when we bowl for college. Super Hoinky was a hundred thousand for first. A lot of
1: a lot of people did.
0: A lot of people. I really believe that the men, if the men could get the NCAA on board. You, now it would be a whole you all of a sudden see a lot of great men bowlers coming into the PBA tour just like the women, right? Like
1: Yeah, Anthony Anthony Battaglia in the chat is saying almost all boys' teams give scholarships now, but they but they're not though. yeah, they're not like official uh bowling scholarships because yeah, they're not part of the NCAA. I mean I got um,
0: some kind of scholarship, but it wasn't like NCAA was giving like you know, I, I got some break for, for going to college, but it wasn't like these girls are like not paying a dollar in tuition. Probably books are probably included housing. Right. All of that is included. These scholarships that the, the, the guys are getting today, maybe you get some half of your tuition or a quarter of it and you still have to pay books. No and your housing and no idea. Yeah. I mean, it's, yo, like putting the men in NCAA, I would love to understand why that hasn't happened or why there hasn't been talk of it. And I, I wouldn't even know, Mike, if I was on the board of directors, is that something that I could do? Could I, could I talk to the intercollegiate or whoever's running the, you know, the, 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 the collegiate bowling for men? Could I, could I do that? I don't know. Tina, what kind of power do I have is if I'm on the board of directors, we need to talk because I like power. You know, I got to talk here. I don't know. Oh, I my God. know what we're dealing with, but, Anyway, yeah. So anyway, I love how we go from PWBA win to all of a sudden talking about why men aren't getting paid NCAA. Completely love it. Um, the NCAA controls it. Yeah, I mean the head coaches are getting paid decent too from the NCAA for the. Um, no, okay. This this comment, Mike, Mike, Robin, Mike should coach a college team. Oh, Huh. I uh, be for president. Mike would be a great Kyle, but you, the, if me and him were on the lanes and let's just say I was Mike's assistant. Okay, let's just throw that out there. Let's just say Mike was the head coach and I was the assistant. Okay,
1: too much. Do you don't understand
0: the hype. Too much,
1: too, much, <laughs> <laughs> too much hype, yo. Could you, uh, you imagine if I, if I'm the head, either one of us, whoever is the head, whoever's the assistant, it's just too much hype. We could both be coaches of different programs and have somebody much more mellow to like be our assistant on both sides and mellow us out. But yo, know, yo, if me and you coached the college program together, Dude, it, would, how many fights it would be we some shit like people have never seen. I mean, cause Dude, how- we would we would just add fuel to each other's fire. Like oh. I would I would get hype. And then you would get more hype, and then someone would say something to us, and we'd be like, "Ah, oh, hell no!" Now we got to get even more hype because they said, and there would be no, there would be no angel no. on the shoulder. There no. would be no angel on the shoulder to be like, "Guys, don't do no. this." No, we would we would have, have, to have to bring to in Bill. We have to bring in Bill
0: O'Neill. Bill O'Neill would definitely be uh, somebody you'd want to have with one of us to calm you down and say like. Uh, Relax, calm down. All right, okay. Chill
1: out. I mean, oh my god, when I when I coached high school, I was like, I was hype level of nine out of ten, really. I mean, most of the time, and it was it was dude. for nothing, you know. It was just for for fun, and really. Then, for yo, crying, right?
0: You really want to throw extra hype, dude? Throwing my brother Dave, uh, and then oh my goodness.
1: So, in, in in all seriousness, though, I would coach a girls' college bowling team. I would I would love to coach a girls college ball. And then, you know, I got to say, I, I have everything it takes to, I really do. I have the education background. I'm used to dealing with parents. I'm used to dealing with female students, et cetera. I have that background. I've coached. I don't know. It's a good question. I, I did. I applied for a job at the school that I graduated from when they had an opening for their girls team. But honestly, after the conversation that I had with the athletic director, It was kind of – so uh, I'm getting deep into this, but if you'll bear with me for a minute. What what they explained to me at that time for their program, Rob, was that I was going to have $20,000 in scholarships to give away, okay? But that $20,000 was all at one time, okay? So like at any one time, I could have one or more players on the team – but the total amount of scholarships that I could have for that given year was only twenty thousand. So, say I wanted to bring in four freshman players and kind of re- restart the program, right? The most I could offer them for an athletic each. scholarship would be five thousand dollars each. And this was at a st- school that at this time probably cost close to thirty grand a year, right? And yes, Anthony, it was uh, it was St. Peter's College. Well, it's St. Peter's University now. Um, so I didn't really feel like there was going to be a real uh, opportunity to compete there, right? They were telling me like, "Oh no, we really want to compete, we want to win, and have a real program." I was like, "Yeah, but if you want to win, I need I need to be able to go to these national junior events and offer four girls twenty grand, you know, and 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 get four girls to sign and and you know bring them back and really start a program." I even told Imagine. the guy, "I said." I said, I "Listen." Didn't. I said, "Yo." I told the, the athletic director at the time he was actually the athletic director at Seton Hall when they lost in the uh, in the championship of the NCAA tournament. I forget what his name was, uh, but that was that was his claim to fame. Nonetheless, uh, I remember telling him, "Listen, if you if you really give me what I need and you hire me, if I don't win, if I don't win a, a national championship in five years, I'll quit." And I I mean that I mean. Psh- if you're in Jersey and you want to start a girls college bowling program, hire me. If I don't win you a national champ, if I don't come home with that trophy in 5 years, I'll, I'll step down because no, I'll man, feel like I, I did I, a terrible I job. I believe it,
0: Mike. Yo, man, I'll, I you you sold me. Yo, where do I sign up, man? I want to bowl, I want to bowl for you.
1: I mean, ideally, I've reached out to Rutgers a few times. There's a lot of there's a lot of um uncertainty in the Rutgers athletic department over the last few years you you guys can google it yourselves and see and read the stories but I did reach out to Rutgers a couple times because that's a very local uh school to see if there was any interest in starting a girls bowling program because quite frankly there's already like a huge talent bed in New Jersey for girls bowling and some of the best uh young female bowlers in the country come out of New Jersey and there's already a college in New Jersey, FDU, that's won I think two national championships already. Uh, there's another school, Monmouth, which is rather close to me, that has has come on over the last couple of years and and you know been on the scene of college bowling. So if a if a uh, if a school like Rutgers, which is you know a really respected, really highly sought after school in New Jersey started a program i feel like yeah they would lock down every every single piece of talent in new jersey and and it would honestly i really feel like it would be easy because there's so much talent here that uh you you give me five the the, you give me the five best girls from jersey and i i'm confident that i can go out there and win i'll say that but yeah i mean i would love to do it i really would you know i get busier and busier but you know if the opportunity ever presents itself i can tell you that uh that I would jump at it. And I'll be honest, I, uh, it, it's kind of, I wish bowling were bigger. I think about that a lot. And I'm sure a lot of us do like, you know, if, if bowling were bigger and I was a high school coach and had accomplished what I did as a high school coach, people would have been knocking down my door to come and coach at different levels. But, you know, because it's kind of an obscure sport, you know, even these athletic directors who are looking to start a college bowling program, they don't really know where to look you know, for, for, uh, a great coach or whatever it may be. Um, so, you know, if the opportunity ever presents itself, it's something I'm definitely interested in, but I I certainly can uproot myself and move across the country to go coach, uh, female, you know, women's college bowling. The other thing, Rob, is when I, when I went for the interview of that other job, they were going to require me to like come up to campus once a month at one o'clock in the afternoon. And I told them like, no, you don't understand. Like, I have a teaching job. Like, I can't just leave my teaching job in the middle of the day once a month and say, oh, I have to go to this meeting, you know. And I can't just take time off once a month to come up to this meeting. So, you know, that was that was going to be another tough part of it. So, like, I guess there would have to be some kind of some kind of way to work around the the whatever the school needs for me. But, uh, yeah, you know, I would love the opportunity. Though.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, I would love to see you in a few years get into that coaching Um, was
1: awesome man coaching coaching bowling definitely something that you know i I was into it i was down out of it for a little while i don't want to do it at the high school level anymore i would be open to doing it on an individual basis and i might open up that and explore that in the near future but yeah certainly at the college level it was an awesome experience but i i really loved working with a group of young people towards a common goal you know, and and that was one that was one of the things that I valued most about it. And then when you accomplish that goal and you reach that goal, you know, it's certainly uh, it's certainly a great experience, well, well, Mike, no matter what level you're at.
0: Mike, if you ever need coaching on how to coach, you hit me up. Um, uh, you so, go, uh, you know you joke,
1: but if you Google my name, okay, what oh you see here is go. my oh, coaching God. prowess in New Jersey. You see this plaque behind me right here, oh okay? I don't oh, have that go. plaque for no reason, son. That's a New Jersey uh, yeah. State Coach of the Year plaque, right there. You All right, let's keep those? it moving. You got let's a nice apartment moving. behind you, but you ain't got no Coach of the Year. plaque, guess, okay.
0: Guess, guess what time it is, Mike? It's our favorite time of the year or week. Let's do it. All right, Mike. We time. I can go first.
1: All right, go ahead.
0: So congratulations to Mr. Alan Conrad. Congratulations on winning worst of the week. Does anybody know what the cost would be to broadcast our league championship on Facebook? I know they do to the elite juniors. When they do it, you can watch it live and go back later and view it. Thanks in advance. Mike. Nobody wants to watch your league championship, bro. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch it. It's like when you see your friends live, live on Facebook with like concerts. You ever seen those people or anything Facebook Live in general? Nobody wants to watch it, bro. You think you think I want to watch your league championships? Do, do yourself a favor. I
1: don't want to watch my league championships. No,
0: I, I'm bowling and I don't even want to watch. I'd rather be home. Keep your phone in your bag. Bull, enjoy the moment. Enjoy the present. Enjoy be, being there or spectating. Nobody wants to watch that shit. That's my worst of the week.
1: All right. Here's my worst of the week. I might catch some heat on this. I don't care, though.
0: You're always going to catch some heat. That's yeah, what I we do.
1: I know. I, it's what I do best. Uh, Dave Strong. Dave Strong. Oh, Shout out to Dave Strong. Strong. I Dave like that Strong. last name. Uh, Strong. Ha- Strong. Hammer- Hammer Bowling uh, message board here is where we're at, okay? Uh, here's his post. Are you ready? I mean, there's right, some yeah. background here. There must be some background here that's lost on me, okay? Just to say post. Here we go. For the guy that said female bowlers, especially youth female bowlers, have no need for urethane balls. All right, so let's break this post down. There's the background, right? Somebody must have said something about – Female bowlers, or particularly youth female bowlers, not having a need for urethane. Really don't have an opinion on that much at all, got to say. So that's the first part. I continue. For the guy that said female bowlers, especially youth female bowlers, have no need for urethane balls, my 14-year-old daughter rolled her purple hammer in Game 5, first match play game, and shot two fifty five for the win. It's big. So, so game five. Well, we got to break this down. We got to break game this five. down for a second, right? No. What does the, right? What does that mean? What's the significance of mentioning it's game five? Is it because they're burn? Is it is she using the urethane on the burn? Are we supposed to? Oh, no. She must have loft game. Is that what we're saying here? She's got to have super high rev rate to be using the urethane First on off, burn, no? Why don't people hold give on. a shit who's using what? Here's, here's my other question. Does one 255 game in game five match play by a 14-year-old prove that urethane is a useful tool for women's bowlers, particularly women's youth bowlers? I Seems like a small sample size to me, Mr. Strong. Seems like a... It's one game. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they, really, I,
0: person, she could have been five hundred under and then bowled two
1: fifty. He really, I mean, he really wanted to make this point to whoever this guy was. This guy who said this okay. thing about the female bowlers in the Europeans previously. Every-
0: Mike everybody's know, in too man. much of everybody's in each other's business these days.
1: No, okay? you know what you know what the problem is in bowling honestly. Who
0: well, gives a shit if these girls are, are using your I know, thing. It doesn't
1: matter. It doesn't matter. But well, the, the real issue is that everybody has an opinion in bowling and everybody thinks they're right. Okay? Look, and that's and there's a lot of wrong out there that think they're right. Mike, and that's a big part of the problem.
0: Mike, if I had a 14-year-old daughter and she was bowling a tournament and another parent said something to me about her throwing a urethane, it, it, it would be, oh my goodness, I would go nuts. I would go crazy. Like, stop it. Like, who gives a shit what she's throwing? Worry about what your daughter's throwing. Like, people are in, in each other's t- in, bus- in each other's business these days. Now, I get on, like, pros on TV when you're throwing urethane, or, like, completely different, right? If they're that's pros. Where. They're pros. Well, because I'm a spectator, and I'm watching – an entertainment show and your right. thing is boring, okay? Um, but if you're at a junior tournament, a college tournament, an amateur tournament, who gives a shit who's throwing what? People worry about yourself. Stop worrying about what other people fucking do in these days. I swear to God. Everybody's in each other's fucking business. Some uh, people hit get it, shot Rob. in Brooklyn. Hit it, Rob. Man, I'm, I got all crazy. I got all, okay. <sighs>
1: I'm I got Rob worked up with my worst of the week, yo. You all right, Rob? Did you take a deep breath during a little break? Good. I'm okay? just I'm
0: I'm practicing as being a future board of directors for USBC. Okay. All right. Yeah. Charlie Charlie
1: Tapp in the chat saying my aunt average is 255. Blue hammer blim. Blim too. <laughs> yeah. Uh here's my final thought, Rob. Shout Go to for Jersey. It. Shout oh. to Jersey. You know why I say shout to Jersey, Rob? Why? Because there was a there was a a. a, a a Ryder Cup, uh, New York versus New Jersey competition over the weekend at the famous or infamous, however you want to look at it, Lodi Lanes. A uh, lot of local bowlers Ooh. from the New York, New Jersey area. Uh, you know, Parker Bone participated. Anthony Pepe participated. Matt O'Grady participated. Just a few of the PBA titleists that were there, uh, and Jersey came out on top rob jersey in the house jersey was victorious so uh so I, I my final thought is shout to jurors man shout to jurors on the Ryder cup victory
0: yeah that's uh um pretty good i heard they were charging admission too, spectators to get into the bowling alley
1: i heard i i, I may have read that too I may have read that too. I don't know about you charge
0: that. to spectators <laughs> these days—do people want, especially a for
1: a competition like that? Like, no offense, but I don't know. Like, if you're going to charge this, me to get into a bowling alley, there better be some bowlers there that I like. I really want to see.
0: I mean, maybe if it was an open bar, I, I would pay twenty dollars admission. <laughs> uh,
1: right. I would do it for like a free hot dog buffet. i'm just, I'm just
0: saying like at least give me like they're not even charging pb like you're not even paying admission at the pba if you know someone like i don't know it's stupid um you should never pay admission especially if you are running the bowling center you want bowling those tournaments the bar is is usually where you make all your money so you're gonna get you're gonna discourage spectators i don't know stupid Oh, my closing or final thought, I guess, would be that it's. I'm so happy to see everything opened up and the mask mandate kind of be done with. We could finally all go back to our lower our our lives um, and then never realized how nice it is to breathe air again uh, when you go out in public. Um, but bowling-wise, it's good to see tournaments starting to get up and going again. I'm starting to see more and more scratch tournaments come across my my uh you know my message board on facebook uh and yeah um, just can't wait to be able to get back and bowl and start just getting out there and you know mixing it up and i feel like the pandemic definitely puts perspective on what you can and can do these days so i expect to see a lot of entries especially at the tat this july i expect to see the place fucking packed uh, which i'm excited about so
1: my motto for the summer is say yes to everything it's my motto for the show. Say summer.
0: yes to the hot dog buffet.
1: Say yes to everything. Say yes to everything. You hit me up. Say yo, let's do this. I'm gonna say yes because yep. that's my motto. I'm excited to get back out there too. Uh, leave it to Rob. Leave it to Rob to get political in our final thoughts here with the mass mandate commentary. I get political, but that's okay. Yeah, it's a little political. It's, a, Make it's bowling great it's a again, it's a it's little. It's a little you're always you're always trying to go down that road. I feel well, like I I'm supposed keep to us, campaign. I got to keep I'm campaigning us for on the track. board of
0: directors here. I'm campaigning okay. to get elected, which is hard to get elected. So I'm already started my campaigning, Big Mike.
1: Yes, J- Jeff Lindenmuth. Yes, Anthony Battaglia. Yes, I'm it's, uh, it's my motto: say yes to everything for the summer. Dude,
0: uh, let's go to Tijuana for the Donkey Show. I'm in. All
1: right, yeah. Rob. Uh, we'll see the people next week. Uh, we'll Sir. catch up with them, Rob. We might, we might have, we might have some surprises for the people next week.
0: Yeah, next week, I would definitely not want to miss next week's show.
1: Might things line up Surprises for the people next week. Yeah, so.
0: and we'll, I'm gonna uh, say maybe... this.
1: I'll say this before next week. If you haven't already, or if you are unaware of this content that's out there. And shout to Jimmy from the Ringing 10 for uh, for for bringing this to my attention a little while ago. Or reminding me of it. It's something that I had seen a while back and he reminded me of it. Uh, YouTube pin gods. Pin gods. Okay. YouTube pin gods. Rob, we'll see the people next week. Hit us up. Uh, social media. At Sweep the Rack. Sweep the Rack at Gmail. Keep the emails coming, people. We love you. Hello, your
0: friends. Tell your friends.
1: Spread the word about the podcast. Leagues are starting Uh, up. Tournaments. Let everybody know. Name your your team Sweep the Rack, okay? Name your team Sweep the Rack podcast. Take a picture. Send it to us on social media, and we'll send you a prize. How's that? How's that? Name your team Sweep the Rack podcast. Take a picture of it. Post it on social media. You will get a prize from Rob and I. Promise you that. And it'll it'll be something serious. I'll come kind of, you know, I don't know what it is yet, but you know, we don't we don't half ass it around here, people. Okay. Uh at the two on Twitter, that's me at Brook and Rob. Rob, Rob Eleven. At nope. Brook and Rob Eleven. I always get it wrong. Sorry, Rob. Uh hit us up. Let us know what's good. Uh Rob, have a great week. I'm hoping for see the you. hot weather on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday to hit Jersey, so I could use this pool. You have a good one. Uh good luck at your new job when you start. And see uh yeah, we'll see everybody next week. Hope. See you later. All right.
0: You are now listening to Sweep the Rack Podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike.